coming up on this episode of The Hive Life. Fear motivates me. And what I mean by that is fear that if I don't get the win that I'm looking to achieve, and that win could be a win shared by myself or a group of people, right? If I didn't do everything that I could to get the best outcome possible, that's failure. Welcome to The Hive Life, where we pull back the curtain on Spherical Media, a company based in Charlotte, North Carolina, with a team of former journalists that create beautiful, impactful stories that connect with your audience. We're coming at you from the Spherical Media Podcast Studio here in the south end of Charlotte. I'm Jared Latch alongside Tim Bear. Thanks for joining us here on The Hive Life. Our guest for this episode is Robin Hammond. Robin works as a channel marketing manager for Bullet Group, focusing on cat phones, something we'll break down here in a moment. But first of all, Robin, we're excited to have you here. Thanks so much for having me, Jared. Uh, what an exciting opportunity. Humbled to be a guest today on your podcast. Now, we're always interested in, in the journey before that gets you here to Charlotte for most people. So you're originally from Massachusetts. We talked about that uh, off mic, you could say. Yeah. Studied at Franklin Pierce University. How did you end up at, at Red Ventures where you spent 10 years of your professional career? Yeah, well, it's quite a story and I've learned how to condense this. But uh, <laughs> like, like many, many people in the greater Charlotte area, we were transplants um, coming here to work in the banking industry. That, that was my husband's job. As most people come to Charlotte, banks, medicine, pick one, right? So uh, when we came here, uh, I grew up in Massachusetts, lived there all my life. It was a huge move. Uh, the year prior to the move, my husband actually moved before my daughter and I, who was two at the time. So it was, it was quite something to finally get here. And my background prior to getting here career-wise was working with uh, advertising agencies, uh, similar to Spiracle. So working with long-term relationships you needed to really know the network in the town you were working in and i didn't have any contacts here so i had also been out of work for a couple of years and i uh, was raising my daughter staying at home and now it was time for me to get back into the mix and you know i, I tell people when i first saw red ventures I, I, did, I didn't know what they did, as most people don't. I thought possibly this was a rock climbing type of company. I didn't know. But, uh, you know, it was really um, quite clandestine because they were down the street from where we lived at the time. They were a very small company as compared to now. I really was kind of part of the, I think, the, the ground floor uh, of where they, they have come. And at the time that I started, uh, I was in sales. I uh, got back in the mix just doing sales. I'd never done telesales in my life, always face-to-face. -face, so that was a brand new challenge. And, uh, you know, it's, it's that story of growth. As the company grew, all of the people that worked for the company were growing and learning. That company has really changed directions several times. Uh, and they've, they've made an extremely successful name and business for themselves within the tech world. And I learned an incredible amount at Red Ventures. Um, and also, as we launched new ventures within the company, I was really uh, very excited to and lucky to have been a part of starting things at the ground level. So it, it really taught me a lot on how to look at things and how to kind of start from scratch and worked with a lot of very, very smart 
people at Red Ventures. And the one note, Tim, you know, the one thing I think of Red Ventures is that they have a really sweet basketball court. <laughs> because, they do. Because uh, at one point we, we shot some videos with Steph Curry down there. That was the only time I've, I've been it's around true. the campus. Yes. Uh, I have seen people play basketball on the court. Not, <laughs> not something that I actually did a lot, but we had a lot of events in there. Uh, but yeah, so <laughs> lots of lots of uh, really unique things about Red Ventures. And, you know, there's not that many people that could say that they've seen the growth uh, from the small building we were in to the, the huge campus that it became. So, um, you know, where I find myself now, and, and this is, this is a story that I think a lot of people have been through these types of things within their career, but when they happen, uh, it's not always easy to see what the positive takeaways are going to be. And with growth in companies, oftentimes comes lots of unexpected change. And you know, I was part of a group that when this change happened, it meant change for the positions that we all held. And I was somebody that absolutely, I loved the company. And if you've ever talked for people that, that worked for that company, um, there is a culture there and it's very, very strong. So in, in leaving that company, um, it didn't seem at the time that it was going to be easy to recover from that. You've worked there for 10 years, you've made a lot of great relationships, you've learned a ton of new things but you're really not prepared to think, how am I gonna take these to the next opportunity? What is that opportunity going to be? I've been here for a long time. And I can honestly say now, and I know that um, lots of people that I've spoke with who have moved on either through change or by choice, um, you look at something like that and you kind of say, hey, this might have been one of the best things that ever happened to me. And at the time, in my life that it happened, had that change happened sooner or had I ever chosen to leave that company, I think I would have found myself in a place that wouldn't have allowed me to grow like I am now. What I mean by that is when you have a family, my daughter just turned, uh, well, I should say she will be turning 16 in October. I don't even like saying that out loud. Um, <laughs> but she, uh, you know, at the time I needed to be home and Red Ventures offered me that opportunity to stay home most of the time. I got to do some travel with them, but it was the job that was right. And coming out of that, it took me a little longer than I would have liked to find my next opportunity, but I, I'm a firm believer in that opportunity was, was waiting for me when I was ready to go get it. And that finds me today working for the Bullet Group. It's an amazing transition. Like you just, it was like you knew the scripting. <laughs> But we shift to the Bullet Group. Yeah. You're coming up on two years this January. Yeah. Um, what What is your role there? What's it been like? Describe the Bullet Group for those people that out there that don't know it. Yeah. So the Bullet Group is a company that is based out of the UK in Reading, England, um, outside of London. And it is an extremely interesting company. And when I was looking um, and, and I found this, I had never heard of the cat phone. And you know that's the product that we're known here for in the States. And Cat Phone, meaning Caterpillar, one of the most recognized brands in the world, synonymous with rugged. We see these big yellow machines all the time on the highways, uh, farms. Everybody knows Caterpillar. So the Cat Phone is a rugged phone uh, that's licensed with the Cat uh, Caterpillar name. So we work very closely with Caterpillar to bring this product to market um, within uh, the cell phone landscape. And you know, Bullet has been 
working to serve the underserved customer and market for 10 years. They also um, have worked with other very large brands such as Land Rover over in uh, the in the European markets. So our company is based all over the world. Uh, we have a team here in the United States, a smaller team. Um, we've been working remotely really since uh, the beginning. Um, so for people that have had to transition into this new way of life, which has been really difficult, um, this is how it's been for me. And, and I will say this, when you move out of a role where you're very, very people-centric and working at Red Ventures, uh, I was a trainer, I, I got to know lots of people, I worked on lots of different businesses, and I am a people person. So I got a lot of energy working with my coworkers and being in that environment. Working remotely at home, I didn't know how I would transition into that. What I will say about Bullet Group is, I have never, I've just never seen this, this type of environment working so tightly and closely remote. I mean, it is, it is as if I do work with my coworkers uh, face-to-face. We, we talk regularly prior to all of this pandemic happening. Uh, with Bullet, it offered me that opportunity to travel, which I was not able to do prior um, get out work with my coworkers, see customers so it's been a whole new way of trying to face with customers or present solutions to customers when you're not actually face to face with them and you know that's something that uh, I think is worth with noting because I think that's a challenge that a lot of people have run up against how am I going to be effective in a remote world um, and, and it's something that that I've actually really enjoyed being able to to do and try to find the most effective way to do it. I will say real quick, just as an aside before we continue, I'm loving the Massachusetts R. I'm getting a oh, little no. bit of a flashback. It's coming out to my to my Boston College days. So it's it's nice. It's I, good. I, There's no need to suppress it. Why yeah, would you worry about it? Yeah, it's good. You know, I, I like you guys more and more with everything you say. Because, <laughs> you know, the Massachusetts accent is not always embraced. Like oh yes, yeah, so no. totally. You. Wicked uh, smile. We are fully yeah. embracing of all accents <laughs> on the high life. <laughs> Sorry, um, go ahead, Jerry. No, I was going to say I want to get back to the cat phone. Yeah. And. Bullet's role in, in supporting them with certain technology. Yeah. What? How does that work? What goes into it? Yeah. So, you know, the cat phone is an Android phone. It's a cellular device, but something that a lot of people who just, you know, if you go and you buy your phone, you go to your provider, you get your phone set up through the network of your choice. And we kind of work both ways here in the United States. So we have what's called open market or unlocked devices that could be used on multiple networks. We have phones that are ranged for certain networks. And some of our devices are also used like a push to talk device. Like, do you remember the ne- the old Nextel yeah, the phones, Nextel, right? Yeah. So within the types of verticals that use our phones, that push to talk or that direct connect is really important. Uh, But the other thing about our phones is that they do things that some other phones don't have the ability to do. So, for example, our flagship phone right now, the S61, has lots of capabilities that would be used by many different verticals within industry. So let's think about HVAC. Let's think about fire departments or police departments, um, roofing, construction. Well, a lot of these companies have the need to use thermal Uh, imaging, right? Thermal cameras. These are very expensive devices. 
oftentimes you would have to carry not only that thermal camera, but maybe you would have to share it with a team to get the job done. Maybe you also have a phone, maybe you also have a tablet. What we've been able to do for these verticals is pull all of these things together into one device that also has thermal, uh, not only thermal imaging, but laser distance measuring, and even the ability to measure volatile, volatile organic compounds in the air in one device. Wow. So uh, it's really quite unique. And what we've been doing lately uh, with all of the challenges that people are having with going back to work is how am I going to get people back to work? And the frontline worker has always been our customer. These are the people that we've always worked with. But for folks that needed a solution, may have never heard of cat phones. So now we work with the Safest app. Uh, this is a partner of ours who's developed an application used only on the cat phone. And what that does is it allows uh, the skin temperature to be evaluated. So then it can be further evaluated if it's elevated with a medical diagnostic tool like a thermometer. So when you hear about people having challenges, how am I going to get people back into work? I want to practice social distancing. We actually have a solution for that. Such timely innovation. you know. Oh, exactly. That, the companies that continue to succeed and stay on top are the ones that are you know, on top of it. And, yeah. and that's, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So on the marketing side of the cat phone, what are you guys using? What's your tactics? What, what's, uh, how do you get customers? Yeah. So let's talk about prior to all of this. So of course, face to face, uh, going out and meeting with our distribution channel, meeting with our distribution channels, customers, of course, doing trade shows, uh, there's always opportunities for us to be part of panels where we would maybe represent technology, talk about innovation like we are here. But you know those things have changed. So now, with everything going virtual, we have taken um, the opportunity to be part of events that have a virtual audience in that same way. So it's really it's forced us to to shift and really rely on that. I think people are embracing that. Um, you know, I am somebody who do, does webinars on the regular with our customers, doing presentations uh, through video, but also just interactive talking uh, with groups. Um, I think that what we're going to see is, is a lot more of that. It's, it's enabling more people to get more exposure. Um, I definitely long for the day where I can see my customers uh, and our partners face to face again. Right. <laughs> but that's what we're doing right now and um, doing that on the regular. Now we'll look at something from the website, the, the copy taken directly from the, the Bullet website. It says, by taking time to understand exactly what's important to our brand partners and their users, we create unique products and services to meet their needs. Uh, what types of other things we've talked about, the, the cat phone in particular, what other types of application of technology or things are you bringing into the fold to service some of those other partnerships? So the main focus for Bullet right now is on cellular devices. I can say though, with regard to technology and even that thermal component, Bullet was the very first company to uh, have a FLIR thermal lepton camera built into the phone back in 2016. So that was a monumental um, you know, move for cellular technology to have that built into the phone. We've continued to do that. We have a roadmap 
for more products that we'll be launching soon. And I think what we strive to do at Bullet is A, stay on top of, and, and we're very, very good and intentional at, at, at doing surveys with our customers to make sure that we're meeting the demands of the market. And what the demands of the market are is, I need a device that I can rely on. I need a low total cost of ownership for a device like this. I need something that's gonna last. And what we've been able to do by building these devices right, they actually don't require a case, they are their own case. We can't say a phone is indestructible, but we have a two-year warranty with this phone. Um, these phones are waterproof, they're fully submergible. Um, you can also um, not only wash them in hot soapy water, you can bleach them. So now we have something that set itself aside from most products, uh, and it gives customer confidence in knowing that when they've made that investment, uh, in that type of technology uh, that they can count on it. So when you look at products that you guys are bringing to market, you know, why would Bullet, a company that's in Europe, choose Caterpillar here in the States? That's an excellent question. Uh, we get that question uh, quite often. And, you know, when you have figured out, as the founders of our company did, that, that this is, that they wanted to work in the underserved market space, they had to have a brand that resonated with people. Uh, and they were extremely smart to do that. You know, when you talk about the type of device that we are, that is not going to be found uh, on the shelf of every cellular store out there, right? Uh, it is going to be a specialized product. You need to have a brand name that's really going to be synonymous with what you're trying to achieve, and that is rugged. When you think of Caterpillar, sure, based here in the United States, but world-renowned leader in industrial equipment, in be having rugged equipment that people can count on and rely on. There's quite a culture and a following of uh, and loyalty to that brand. That's what Bullet was trying to achieve, and it's worked out for them uh, tenfold. So uh, we're extremely proud to be um, a, a top licensee for Caterpillar. So your passion's evident uh, about the things you're working on. <laughs> you're a people person, which is fantastic. Uh, if you look at uh, the work you're doing at Bullet, what excites you most about that? Oh, th there's, there is so much. I, I think when you work for a company that absolutely has to have a roadmap in order to be successful, so in this industry, you always have to have a plan of what, what you're going to do next because you're only as good as your, your last device, right? I mean, that, that applies really to everything. So when we bring these products to market and we, we are being creative about how we're going to do that, you know, in channel marketing, it's all about trying to find in what ways can we forge relationships? Can we get the message out? Uh, who are the best people that we can work with to help us to bring this to market? So the relationships that we've established with our distribution partners, um, with our carrier partners, I absolutely love um, working on how can we help them to be successful with our product. And that's something that we do really well. We don't just introduce a product and say, thank you for distributing it. We work directly with them and helping them so that they're successful. Their success is our success. Uh, and I, I learn something new every day about what direction we can take that to um, and, and how we can continue to have people uh, wanting the next product from Bullet and Cat Phones. 
So Robin, when we start a video project with a partner, we always, the first question we always ask is who's the audience? And so when you think of, you know, the audience for, let's say the cat phone, who is that audience? Is it, you know, are you doing B2B sales where you're selling to corporations that are putting them in the pockets of all their workers? Or is there a consumer out there that's just individually buying the product? That is such an interesting question, especially now, because yes, you have businesses. These are phones fit for business, right? We do have people that, um, you know, want this for lifestyle, sure. So do we have the consumer that will order this phone because they are somebody who is in the outdoors? I mean, these these phones can be taken into the ocean. We've had surfers use these phones. We've had mountain climbers use these phones. However, for business, you will have, you know, companies that I want to fit this, I want to outfit my um, constituency with these phones. We have an extremely large logistics brand that recommends, and I'm sure we're all familiar with what this brand is without me even saying it, that, you know, has tested phones and recommends the cat phone for their drivers because it's reliable, it is uh, has that low total cost of ownership, it has the ability to support the platforms and applications that are necessary to make sure that they're on top of their business obligations. And for us to be able to say that we work with businesses of this size who have recognized that the cat phone is the best phone for them to recommend to the people that work for them, that speaks volumes about our product. Now, I will say, as we've moved into this new landscape uh, with all that we're dealing with with this pandemic, we have a whole host of new customers that were not familiar with the cat phone prior that are looking for some of these solutions. As I mentioned, how do I have a, a device that I can sanitize? Extremely important. How can I come up with a thermal solution that's going to be easy to deploy, require no training, uh, and is affordable? We have customers that would never have thought about cat phones prior that we've now opened up a whole a whole new door for those type of customers to continue to help them. So I was thinking about earlier when you talked about the uh, temperature checks connected to some sort of medical diagnostics that you could almost cross the line at that point where you're into a consumer driven marketplace for certain Correct. things opposed to uh, the frontline workers in the business angle that you were going at before. So Robin, uh, during these podcasts, we like to, to wrap things up with a couple of quick hit rapid fire type fun questions. Hopefully they're intended to be fun. Sure. The, the first one is <laughs> what motivates you? So um, I've had this question before and I think that there's different times in your life where you might have different answers, right? And depending upon, you know, if you're talking about your career or you're talking about your personal life. Um, however, I think for me, for my personal life and my career, fear motivates me and what I mean by that is fear that if I don't get the win that I'm looking to achieve and that win could be a win shared by myself or a group of people right if I didn't do everything that I could to get the best outcome possible that's failure now if failure happens because it was something that was out of my control or something that I learned along the way that I, maybe I wasn't prepared for, but I still tried hard enough. Uh, I can't look back at that and say I didn't do everything I could. So I think it's the fear of of not getting what you want because you didn't try hard enough. And I think you know when you're raising a, a teenager in today's world, uh, my husband and I take that same approach with our daughter. 
So we, we try to ingrain that in her that, you know, you learn from failure, that you get a new tool in your box for the next time you meet a challenge. So you have to embrace it. Uh, but if you go into something and you want a certain outcome, uh, the fear is I'm never going to let myself uh, down by not doing my best. Yeah, as business owners, we can totally relate to that. Yes. Um, I, I get it. Um, all right, so during COVID, this last you know four-month period here, now that we're taping this, what have you learned most about yourself? So working remotely, uh, even prior to this, when I moved into the position with Bullet, um, I, I could do that. I was effective at that. I converted a room into my house, into my office. Um, I had my, my sign on the door in session, not in session, unless it's a dire emergency, I'm in my office, right? Now we find ourselves with everybody home. My husband's now working from home. My, my daughter was home. Um, I think making sure that you plan your day so that you have some sanity in it and you, and you give those people who, who need you a few minutes of your day. In the beginning, it was, it was tough. And I realized I, I had to make sure that I took those breaks, even if it was for 10 minutes, talk with my daughter, check in with her. It's a difficult time for families and teenagers. And you know, as it's gone on, we've adjusted. I think we're all used to this now. I hate to say we're used to it, but I think, I think we know how to, how to function in it. So I think just learning how to make sure that, that you're doing what you can in the day to give attention to work and family. All right, I'll give you one here that I think you probably will get pretty well, but advice that you would give to somebody looking to get into marketing or sales. Mm. So, you know what, I think moving into this industry, into, uh, you know, cellular technology, I will say this, coming from Red Ventures, a tech company that I grew with and, you know, picked up a lot of things along the way, uh, the business acumen that I learned there was, also, was going to be actually very important to what my new role was going to be in Bullet. However, I didn't have any experience within the device world, the cellular landscape at all. And I was working with extremely um, talented people that had a lot of experience. You cannot be afraid of that. So what I learned even, even at Red Ventures and even prior to Red Ventures, um, as, as a person who was young moving into the marketing world, I was often finding myself to be the youngest person within the employee base. As I moved out of Red Ventures, I was now on the, the upper age with a lot of younger people working with me. So when you go out to find that next opportunity, you cannot make assumptions about not be, being able to find your place in that next organization. And you know, I've learned a tremendous amount at Bullet, and uh, my role there has even molded and changed just in the, the last 18 months. So continue to learn and continue to take challenges and opportunities. Because if you ever look back and say, why didn't I try that? You're never going to know. So that's um, the advice I'd give. I'm going to squeeze one more in there. So when it comes to music, mm. uh, what type of music is on your playlist right now? It's one, one of those things, again, that could, could change here as we go. Yeah. Different times call for different music. But right now, what is on that playlist? So... I'm forced to have some things on my playlist right now because my, my daughter and I, we spend, you know, when she's in the car with me, she's, she's big into music. My husband and I have always been big into music. My playlist is all over the place. Um, so currently, we've got a lot of Harry Styles on the playlist. Um, Makes sense. Yeah, you know what? I'm sorry if you say that, that you won't embrace it. I think you just 
are not willing to admit it. Um, <laughs> but, you know, everything from classic rock um, to uh, alternative rock. I mean, if name somebody, I'll tell you if they're on there. Pearl Jam. On there. There you go. Yep. Um, throw, <laughs> throw something wild out you think wouldn't be on there. Smashing Pumpkins. On there. Ooh. Crash Test Dummies. On there. No. Wow. The mm song? Yeah, well, that's like the only one. Yeah, I know. Is there another one? Not that I know of. Okay, I didn't either. Yes. <laughs> didn't think we'd be talking Crash Test Dummies today. No, hey. But, but you never know what you're going to get into. Robin, no. thanks so much. Really enjoyed this. Thanks so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. I want to remind our audience you can find out more about Spiracle Media by heading to spiraclebuzz.com. I also suggest checking out the resources tab where you can find blogs, video tips, and more podcast episodes of both The Hive Life and the QCC from our production team. For Robin Hammond and Tim Bear, I'm Jared Latch. Thanks so much for joining us and so long for now. You've been listening to The Hive Life, brought to you by Spiracle Media. Always remember, you can visit spiraclebuzz.com or follow us at Spiracle Media on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, or LinkedIn. We'll see you next time on The Hive Life.